Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, we turn our attention to the week two opponent up for the Silver and Black, and that is the Buffalo Bills. That means crossover Thursday, right? Joe Marino hosts the Locked On Bills. He'll join the show. We'll talk all things storylines. We'll talk all things matchups. We'll talk about keys to victory, path to victory. We'll give our predictions. It's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for September 14th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team Just every win. day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. And of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you so much. Really appreciate the support of the show, Raider Nation. It's been fantastic. Another year of record-breaking numbers. I mean, it's incredible. Just on the, the podcast downloads, just a regular audio version of it, and now on the YouTube downloads and YouTube views or what I should say. Uh, it's been incredible. And the only reason we have YouTube views because my man Ari he's been doing a fantastic job each and every day you can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces you can hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254 and we got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693 we won't have any calls or texts on today's show again it's a crossover Thursday so we got three segments myself and Joe Marino talking all things Bills and talking all things Raiders and we'll get to that in a hot minute I do want to get into a few news and notes here in segment number one before we do get into the crossover edition and before we do any of that I want to let you know that today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast Crossover Edition is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So quickly, I'll go through a few news and notes, and then we'll jump into part one of the crossover edition. Joe Marino, Locked On Bills, and myself talking Raiders. So off top, a lot of roster moves for the Silver and Black on Wednesday, and they were all practice squad moves. So let me go ahead and start off with this. Uh, They signed tackle Sebastian Gutierrez to the practice squad, and they signed cornerback Troy Pride Jr. to the practice squad. Well, why did they do that? Well, because they lost a couple players off the practice squad. Cornerback Sam Webb, he went to the Carolina Panthers. And offensive lineman McClendon Curtis went to the Seahawks. That's kind of a big deal. And the Seahawks have been paying attention to the Raiders roster. Remember when the Raiders waved Drake Thomas, the linebacker? Uh, he, he didn't even make it through waivers, and the Seahawks picked him up, signed him to the 53-man roster. So Sam Webb, he's off to the Panthers. McClendon Curtis to the Seahawks. I think that's a big deal. The Raiders really liked him. I think that they looked at him as a guard of the 2024 season. Like they were going to try to bring him along and build him up. And they made him a priority, priority undrafted free agent when uh, they signed him right after the draft. And uh, to lose him to the Seahawks, that was pretty disappointing. But uh, those two guys are gone. You can't protect guys on the practice squad anymore. So there's that. Sam Webb Jr. to the Panthers and McClendon Curtis to the Seahawks, and then Drake Thomas was already there, but the Raiders did sign Sebastian Gutierrez, uh, the tackle to the practice squad, and also cornerback Troy Pride Jr. Vinny Bonsignor brought up a good note uh, that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, he put this out on Twitter a little bit earlier on Wednesday. He said, Sam Webb and McClendon Curtis have both been poached off the Raiders practice squad. They are the only NFL practice squad players to get picked off by other teams and added to their 53-man roster. I think that's a pretty interesting note. That's a tip of the cap to the Raiders uh, scouting department. Obviously, they have guys that teams are interested in. And the Seahawks, like I mentioned earlier, they're very interested in the Raiders practice squad and who they have. They've poached a couple guys now from them, Drake Thomas and McClendon Curtis. Now, 
before we get into part one of the crossover edition, uh, talking all things Bills and Raiders with Joe Marino from Locked On Bills, I did want to go over the injury report for both teams real quick. From Wednesday, we'll get another injury report today and Friday, and then we'll find out 90 minutes before kickoff who's in and who's out for both teams, both the Raiders and the Bills. The Raiders' laundry list of guys, and I say it's a laundry list because it was, all the guys that missed on Wednesday – Devontae Adams dealing with a foot injury, no participant. DeAndre Carter, knee injury, did not participate. Chandler Jones, personal, did not participate. Jacoby Myers, concussion, did not participate. Trayvon Merrick, thumb, did not participate. All those guys were out. Chandler Jones is the only one that I expected to be out. Don't expect to see him suit up for the silver and black ever again. But, again, that's uh, you know that's to be determined at some other time. Uh, there was no update on what's going on with Chandler from head coach Josh McDaniels when he met with the media. So, we just got to leave it at that. And sooner rather than later, I'm sure something will shake out. But Devontae, not a participant. DeAndre Carter, not a participant. Uh, uh, Jacoby Myers not a participant. Trayvon Merrick. Jacoby Myers, you can't do anything about that. You just gotta let him let the concussion protocol run its course. So whenever he's able to clear it, he'll be back. Until then, he's gonna be out. Guys that were limited, quarterback Jimmy G with the ankle injury and Jordan Meredith, the guard with the calf injury, were limited. For the Buffalo Bills, Mitch Morse with the finger, full participant on Wednesday, and that was all. So obviously Buffalo's a lot healthier than the Raiders are right now. Jimmy G, I know he's dealing with the ankle injury. I know some people are gonna panic. He got rolled up on in that Denver game. I think everyone saw it. It was pretty early in the game. He muscled through it. I'm sure that there'll be no problem. Again, he was limited on Wednesday, so I'm pretty comfortable that he'll be there. Devontae Adams, I'm pretty comfortable he'll be there as well as he met with the media on Wednesday. Normally, if you're really banged up and you're going to miss, uh, they, those guys don't, aren't made available to the media, so I'm pretty comfortable that they'll be out there. Trayvon Merrick is the one I'm looking at that probably won't go as far as I'm concerned, but that's just because he has a club on his hand right now. So, Depending on the severity of it, I could see him not going on Sunday, but that's really the only guy on that list that I think probably won't go. Uh, and, of course, Jacoby Myers has to clear the concussion protocol. So that's all I got for you for little news and notes. Wanted to go over the roster moves and, of course, the injury report for Wednesday. Now let's go ahead and jump into part one of the crossover edition. Joe Marino and myself talking top storylines in this week two matchup, Bills and Raiders. I'm Joe Marino, host of the Lockdown Bills podcast. I'm joined by your boy Q, the outstanding host of the Lockdown Raiders podcast. We're here to get you ready for this Bills-Raiders matchup week two in Buffalo, the home opener for the Buffalo Bills, the second road game of the year for the Raiders to start things out. They're staying the week in West Virginia to be on the East Coast. Q, good to be on with you. Excited to talk about this football game. Yeah, man, it really is. And it's crazy that we're already talking about week two, right? <laughs> the NFL, it just seems like we were talking about the offseason and training camp and preseason. And now here we are talking about week two matchup. And this is a heck of a matchup, man. Uh, Raiders of Bills, this is going to be fun. Like you mentioned, the home opener for Buffalo. Very excited about it, man. Glad to be here with you. Well, the Raiders enter this game 1-0. They get a division road win over the Denver Broncos in week one. The Bills fall to the Jets in week one. 0-1, and, and that kind of sets the stage for us to get into the biggest storyline for each team. Q, what is it on the Raiders' side of things? Well, you know, I think it's cleaning up what they they did uh, not so well in uh, in uh, in Denver in Week One and kind of build on it. You know, try to try to really build on what they did successfully. And so, one of the big emphasis throughout the course of training camp and preseason was trying to create turnovers. And so, it's funny after I watched that game on Monday night between Buffalo and New York, I kept thinking, okay, well, the blueprint is there, right? And so, this is what your emphasis has been all training camp, all preseason. Got to get your hands on the ball got to get your hands on the ball got to affect the guy that's got his hands on the balls in the quarterback 
Okay, well, on Monday you saw that that worked for the Jets, but the Jets have an outstanding defense. The Raiders do not. So, okay, where do they stand, right? So I feel like the biggest storyline going into this game, can the Raiders actually practice what they've preached all offseason in training camp, which is go and get the ball. Josh Allen clearly will put the ball in harm's way, give you an opportunity, but you've got to be good enough to go make the play. Q, let's build off of that for a second here because that's going to be a big storyline is how Josh Allen bounces back after turning over the ball four times against the Jets. You mentioned, obviously, there's some differences between the Raiders and the Jets and how they right. both play defense. The Jets are a very patient group. They like to play coverage, rush four, and they've got the personnel to get pressure with four and really flood those coverage lanes with seven players. Now, we all know about Max Crosby, one of the elite players in the entire NFL, but what can you tell us about not only this Raiders pass rush, but who they have in that back seven that um, can help the Raiders achieve this goal of trying to get Josh Allen to give him the ball. Well, see, that's the big thing. We, everyone knows about Max Crosby, and Max Crosby showed up to the party against Denver, but, you know, there wasn't really a whole lot of help outside of that. You know, they went and got the rookie Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. He looked like he was a rookie that didn't have any training camp, right? So he's going to be kind of, you know, slow into getting into the groove of things. Chandler Jones, uh, I don't think he's going to be playing this week. I'm sure he probably will never play for the Raiders again. Uh, there's a lot to, of, of strange behind that situation, and we don't really know what's going on, so we really don't talk about it too much, but uh, he won't be out there. So uh, really, it's, it's, it's who's going to step up, right? Jerry Tillery stepped up a little bit. He's a versatile guy that could play on the inside and the out. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he really, Max Crosby needs a, a bookend guy. He needs a guy that's going to compliment him all the time because he's going to give maximum effort just like his name, but he's got to have someone that's going to help him out. As far as guys that can go make plays, I mean, they've got a rookie out there that I'm sure the Bills are going to test early and often in Ja'Korian Bennett, who's, well, he's a physical guy. Yeah, I think he's going to be a really good cover corner, but he's also got a, he's a guy that, that draws a lot of penalties. So, you know, I think that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and, you know, Gabe Davis are going to try to attack that and see what the rookie has, and, and I don't blame him for that. And then they have the wily veteran Marcus Peters on the other side. So, you know what he's all about. He's going to, you know, he's going to, Make plays for you, you're going to be happy, and then he's going to get burned a couple times. But that's just kind of feast or famine when it comes to Marcus Peters. So they have guys, but they're not the Jets. The Jets have an outstanding defense on all levels. The Raiders are not there. They would love to be there, but they're not there. So they're going to have to try to pick their moments when Josh Allen gives them an opportunity and see if they can take advantage of it. But I know that protecting the ball is going to be a major storyline for the Bills this week as well. Oh, you know it, Q. The big storyline <laughs> for the Buffalo Bills is how does Josh Allen bounce back in this football game? Disappointing opening night for Josh Allen against that Jets defense, a defense that had his number last year. And I know there's a lot of reaction to what happened Monday night, but if you watched either Jets game last year, it's a pretty similar script. And for Josh, it's about him settling in and playing smart football. Uh, we all saw a very immature quarterback on Monday night football, and you know, Josh is typically great on primetime. Going into that game, 107 passer rating on primetime, that's mm. the best in NFL history. It was just a really unique circumstance against that Jets team. Week one, Josh wanting to put on a show, and he just didn't play smart ball. And how does he correct that going into week two? And obviously the big storyline with Josh was the four turnovers, four egregious turnovers. Right. When you watch the tape, it's worse than that. It was watching the progressions and the throws that he chose not to make, right? The turndowns, where his eyes were, uh, not really trusting the pocket and escaping clean pockets and running into some pressure. There was a lot of decision-making errors, whether it was the throws he chose to make or the throws that he chose not to make, not to mention putting himself on the line. We've, we've come accustomed to Josh Allen and highlight real mm -hmm. runs, but 
there's so many instances where those are unnecessary, where he's either gotten the first down, just slide, or, I mean, what was the one? He's five, six yards short of the first down. He's trying to jump over three guys. I mean, come on now, Josh. Right, right. He's got to play smarter. I think the word that I keep going back to in that performance is just an immature quarterback, and how he corrects that going into this Raiders game at home is going to be critical because you feel like this is a game from the Bills' perspective that they should be able to handle their nine-and-a-half-point favorites right now at home in their home opener. But I'm sure Raiders fans are looking at this game right now and saying, Bills are beatable. Yeah, And that's because Josh Allen and his propensity to turn over the football is peaking right now, and that's got to change real quick for the Bills to uh, win a game that I think a lot of people think they're supposed to win. You know, what I saw that stood out to me a lot on that Monday night game was the fact that Stephon Diggs was on the sideline and talking to Josh Allen, he kept pointing at his head. Be smart, be smart, be smart. And that kind of alludes to what you just said right there. You know, I guess it's the thing that, and you know better than I do, the whole team knows it. They know his abilities. They know how great he can be. But at a time, he he, he kind of gets in that mode of, I got to go get it done by myself. But he's got a really good team around yeah. him. And some sometimes you just, you know, it's, it's okay making deposits instead of, you know, going yeah. for the home run and uh, getting the big bank. Yeah, taking the profits, the name of the game for Josh Allen yeah. on Monday night against the Raiders and Patrick Graham coordinating that defense. All right, so there was part one of our conversation right there. Joe Marino from Locked On Bills and myself breaking it on down, talking about the top storylines for this game coming up on Sunday. Coming up in segment number two, we're going to talk about the critical matchups. Critical matchups for the Bills, critical matchups for the Raiders. That's all coming up after I tell you about Jace Medical and the Jace Case. What is the Jace Case? Well, it provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace Case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of the board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And the unexpected happens all the time. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency, but you have it. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in your hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Do not get caught unprepared. Right now, save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Crossover Thursday, part two of the show. Joe Marino, Locked On Bills, and myself, we're breaking on down, talking all things critical matchups. Let's go ahead and jump into part two of our conversation on this Crossover Thursday. All right, Q, let's get a little bit more into the weeds with this football game and focus in on the matchups that can decide the game. And for me, my eyes go right to Max Crosby, man. Yeah. Yeah, a special, special, special football player. I don't think he gets enough credit out there. We don't want to talk about edge rushers in the league. It's Miles Garrett. Mm -hmm. It's the Watts. It's the Bosa's. It's Parsons. Crosby's right there, man. This guy, the way that he impacts football game is special. And it's the variety of pass rush that he brings. He can win with speed. He can win with flexibility. He can win with power. He's got an array of pass rush moves. His vision is impressive 
impressive. I mean, I think that's an underrated component of mm-hmm. talking about pass rushers as vision. How do you read the set of an offensive tackle and then know how to attack it to get to the quarterback? I think Max Crosby does that so well. And yeah. just an absolute steal of a football player that they're able to draft and develop, and he's turned into an absolute star. Well, the weak link of the Bills' offense is the right tackle, Spencer Brown. Oof. And Spencer um, has had some challenges throughout the years, and most of his challenges have been with guys getting to his edges and being able to kind of soften those edges and be able to get around him. Well, against the Jets, John Franklin Myers really challenged his anchor with some bull rush. And if you can easily get around him and you can easily get through him, that's a problem. And and Spencer's a very gifted athlete, 6'8", 35-inch arms, unbelievable movement skills, but he's not been able to put it together. And my goodness, Max Crosby across the line, to me, is an absolute nightmare matchup. I think if the Raiders are going to really get an upset here on the road, dominating that matchup is going to be critical. And it's about what the Bills are going to do to help Spencer Brown. What type of help are you willing to give him? Chippers, yeah. extra you know, tight ends, widening those line those alignments to, to make that path longer. The Bills are going to have to get creative with how they help Spencer Brown because this is a major mismatch, in my opinion, with Crosby for the Raiders against Spencer Brown with the Bills. You know, and the funny thing about it is I think one of the big, mis- uh, not mismatches, but matchups in general in this game is going to be who's going to help out Max Crosby because the Bills could focus in on Max Crosby and say, mm-hmm. okay, don't let 98 wreck the game. So who's going to be out there and who's going to help? Who's going to uh, attack the the offensive line? And I really think that, you know, this game is going to be won and lost in the trenches. Uh, there's other matchups that I look at that are, you know, exciting as well, like Stephon Diggs against Marcus Peters or Stephon Diggs against Jacorian Bennett or, you know, Gabe Davis. I think those, those are always kind of nice matchups as well, kind of, you know, subplots to the story. But really, I think it's all in the trenches, and I think that the Raiders have to do everything that they can to make Josh Allen uncomfortable and maybe make him you know, throw a couple passes that maybe he shouldn't, some ill-advised passes, which, again, we know, we've seen firsthand, and you know better than I do, that he'll have a tendency to do. I mean, he, he what turned the ball over 17 times a year ago, and he's already turned the ball over four times uh, this year. So, yeah, I mean, he'll put the ball in harm's way. You can get a strip sack here and there. So, you know, there's all kind of different things to like, but it really, to me, it starts and ends in the trenches, right? Right. I know Max Crosby's there. I know he's going to give you everything he's got. Who else is going to step up? How are they going to attack that that Bills offensive line? And how are the Bills going to, you know, slow that slow that pass rush down to Max Crosby? I think that the biggest matchup definitely has to be in the trenches. Can the Bills out physical the Raiders? Can the physical again the Raiders out physical the Bills? I mean, it, it to me, it's all going to be won and lost right there in the trenches. Q, who's the call-out players for you on that D-line? I mean, I'm certainly familiar with Tyree Wilson and Bilal Nichols and Jerry Tillery. Obviously, Chandler Jones, the weirdest story in the NFL right now that nobody knows how to discuss. It's just extremely strange. When when you're looking for those guys to step up along with Max Crosby – Who is it? Who are those players? I mean, that's it, right? I mean, Jerry Tillery, again, he started on the outside last week against Denver, which was kind of a shock to me. I thought that maybe the rookie Tyree Wilson, even though he only had a few snaps in training camp, so, you know, if I knew he'd be limited, I thought maybe he'd get an opportunity. Uh, But Jerry Tillery started on the outside. I know he pops inside. And and then, as you mentioned, Bilal Nichols is there. Uh, They they drafted Byron Young out of Alabama. uh, And I believe Buffalo has a Byron Young, too, don't they? (laughs) Don't they have – did they they, they, they draft a – 
There was no, a- the other one's with the Rams. Okay, there's two there you of them. Go. Yeah, yeah, there's two Byron Youngs. Yeah. I knew. Okay, there yeah. you go. So, uh, yeah, so they drafted him uh, out of Alabama, so he's going to contribute as well. But really, that's the thing. I mean, the Raiders are looking for that guy. Who else is going to be the dude who's going to step up and help out? Obviously, when you draft Tyree Wilson, number seven overall, the long-term plan is it for, it, for it to be him. But he's coming back from the, the foot uh, surgery that he had as it ended his career there at Texas Tech. Uh, and, and, you know, he came along very slowly in training camp with the Raiders and only got into one preseason game. So uh, that's what I'm really curious to see. Who is going to be that guy that's going to step up and say, I'll be that guy. I got you, Max. I'm going to be across from you. Right now, I like what Jerry Tillery brings to the table. He's not very good when it comes to stopping the run, though. So that's that's where he's a liability. And that's where a guy like a Byron Young is going to have to step up and maybe play that role. Or Bilal Nichols is going to have to play a bigger role there. You know, I really would like to see the Raiders get some interior push. But again, we've been talking about the Raiders and some interior push for quite a while, and it hasn't really come to fruition. So we'll see. The Jets, Monday night, they had an interior push. They had pushed push all over the defensive line, right? The Raiders aren't there yet. So uh, they would like to be there. They're not there. So we'll see who's going to step up. But like I said, it, it's, going to, it's going to be one and lost in the trenches as far as I'm concerned. Well, Q, another thing I feel like we got to get into here is Josh Jacobs, the outstanding mm-hmm. running back for the Raiders. We know that they want to run the offense through him. I mean, just ton of volume last year, a ton of production, obviously, but off to a bit of a slow start. Denver yeah. game, 19 rushes, 48 yards. Um, still, they won the game, and, and I think maybe Jimmy G gave them a little bit more than anticipated, but we know that this offense wants to run through Josh Jacobs, and I'm sure as much as Raiders fans are excited for the amount of times that Josh Allen gave away the football you're looking at the rushing production for the Jets and that probably gets you pretty excited as well 27 rushes 172 yards against the Bills now mindful of 83 of that coming on one play and that's not okay right you don't just throw it away it happened right it was a misalignment issue for the Bills on that Brees Hall 83 yard run where they were in 13 personnel with three tight ends to the right of the tackle the Bills didn't line up correctly and they got gashed but on the the rest of those downs um, 26 rushes, 89 yards for the Jets. That's good run defense for the Bills. That's under three and a half yards per carry. So you're great on 26 plays, and you're terrible on one, right? right. And, and so how does this how does this manifest itself in this matchup against the Raiders? It's something that I'm fascinated with. Josh Jacobs, a very different type of back than either Dalvin Cook or Brees Hall, a, a guy that runs with a lot of physicality and power between the tackles. And what's interesting about the Bills and how they like to play defense is they live in sub packages they live in nickel mm-hmm. um and so you're not going to get three linebackers you're going to get Taron johnson the slot corner in the box or even last week against the jets they started playing three safeties where they're bringing in taylor rap as a third safety to go with micah hyde and jordan poyer so you're going to have size advantages right over the bills and how do you get downhill against this front how do you put them in some conflict with lighter players that their linebackers are small too matt milano's like 225 pounds terrell bernard they're starting mike's like 220 pounds you don't have a player that's not a defensive lineman that's over 225 pounds in that back seven, right? And so I'm sure they're going to be quite interested in trying to get Josh Jacobs loose into the B and C level of the defense. And so how the Bills choose to fit the run, if they're willing to play more three-linebacker stuff this week, how game plan specific is their style of defense going to be, it's going to be fascinating. But I can see the Bills trying to lean into some run blitzes potentially. But Josh Jacobs and how the how the Raiders try to run the ball against the Bills – 
And the success they have, I think, is going to be really critical in the Raiders being able to compete in this football game. Yeah, I do as well. And, and like you mentioned, Josh Jacobs didn't have a great game statistically against Denver. He's been really good and dominant against Denver for the longest. And so I think that Sean Payton and company really made sure that he didn't beat them, right? Hey, make somebody else win this game. We're going to put Pastor Tan on Devontae Adams, and then we're going to try to load up the box and slow down Josh Jacobs. And they did. And, of course, they benefited from the fact that he also missed all of training camp, had no preseason mm-hmm. action as well. This is a game where it's going to be critical for Josh Jacobs to get going. We know that Jimmy G did some good things week one, but we also know how Jimmy G butters his bread by a strong run game, a really good team around him. That's what we saw for years in San Francisco, right? That's how everything went really well. Well, we know Josh Jacobs is the engine that makes this Raiders offense go. So they're going to try to get him the rock. They're going to try to get him going and uh, get him playing at a higher level than he did in week one. I'm sure he'll have a little bit more of his legs underneath him. But, yeah, they're definitely going to try to run block, get downhill, and let Josh Jacobs do that. And he's really good at making guys miss. You know, in the hole when it looks like, okay, he should be stopped for a one-yard gain or even a one-yard loss, all of a sudden he's five yards up the field, right? So he's really good at doing that. I think that there's going to be a big-time effort to get him involved, and then that'll loosen up everything else as far as Devontae Adams goes. Jacoby Myers is in the concussion protocol, so I'm pretty doubtful that he's going to play, but we don't know as of yet. Things could change quick, fast, and hurry, but Hunter Renfro wasn't very much involved in in week one's game. Only had 13 snaps, so Jacoby Myers doesn't go. Expect a, a heavier workload from Hunter Renfro, but it starts and ends, I think, with the, you know with Josh Jacobs. And again, it goes back to what I was talking about, the trenches, right? I mean, the trenches are going to really determine how this game goes offensively and defensively. The Raiders want to get it done defensively in the trenches, and the offensive line has to get it done. One, to keep Jimmy G upright and, and uh, allow him to deliver the ball where he needs to, to Devontae and anyone else, and then for Josh Jacobs to get going. But yeah, there's no doubt they want to get that run game cooking with Josh Jacobs. And I do expect them to have a better opportunity to do that this week as opposed to what they did against Denver because Denver was making sure Josh Jacobs wasn't the guy that wrecked that game. All right, folks, in just a moment here, we're going to talk about the path to victory for each side. We're going to make a prediction. And I want to ask you about Jimmy G. This is a a new spot for Jimmy G. I want to get your thoughts on what you've learned about him so far as during his time as a Raider. So there you go. Part two of the conversation right there. Part two of the crossover edition. Joe Marino and myself talking about the critical matchups in this Bills Raiders game coming up on Sunday. Segment number three, prediction time, path to victory. I love the path to victory. Hate the predictions, but we're going to do it anyway because that's what we do. That'll be part three of the crossover edition. It'll come up after I tell you about the title sponsor of today's show, which is Prize Picks. And I'm sure you're asking, what is Prize Picks? It is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against a bunch of different players. No, it's just you against the projections. It's that simple. You pick more or less than the two uh, to six player stat projections and you watch the winnings roll in. It's just that simple. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. And always, especially for me, time is what matters. I want to get everything done quick, fast, and in a hurry. And what I've heard most people say is prize picks is the most fun they've had, winning up to 25 times the money this football season. All you got to do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Again, just that simple. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. 
Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, the crossover edition. Joe Marino and myself talking all things Bills and Raiders. And I hate this part of the show. Not because, you know, I hate doing the show. I just hate this part. I hate the predictions, right? Especially on a crossover Thursday. I like to really uh, get all the information and break down my prediction, kind of keys to victory. I like to do it on Friday. But sometimes on these crossover editions, you know, the other host wants to do predictions on the game, the outcome of the game. Unless I feel really strong. Like last week, I felt great about the Denver games. So I thought, hey, they're going to win. But this one, I'm kind of on the fence with, but still got to make a decision. So path to victory, predictions, that's what we're going to do here in segment number three. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Part three of the crossover edition, Bills and Raiders. All right, Q, we're going to talk about the path to victory, make some predictions, but I want to get some thoughts from you on Jimmy G. <laughs> one game so far as a Raider, what, what is, what's the vibe? It feels like some of the messaging from his teammates is really positive. Yeah. Coming out of that win, what have you seen? What's the forecast here with Jimmy G in Vegas? It's funny, man. I'm glad you asked this question because when the Raiders signed Jimmy G and they was talked about that they were going to sign him, all I kept thinking was like, are you serious? Right? I mean, it's Jimmy G. He's injury prone. Okay, you're going to have some pretty boy. That I mean, that's everyone. That's all that everyone knows about him. And so I'm thinking, all right, I know he's won a lot of games, but that's probably because 49ers defense was great. They have a great run game. What is this guy really going to bring to the table? I'll tell you, man, I have been pleasantly, you know, surprised and I have no problem with being wrong, right? I mean, this dude is just one of the guys you can see that every player enjoys being around him. Uh, Josh Jacobs said after the game last week that, you know, I know he didn't have a good game statistically, but he had a key block at the end to really spring Jimmy for that that eight-yard run to get a first down and, and really win the game against Denver. And he said after the game, Jimmy makes me want to block harder. Like, that's my guy. I want to go out there and fight for him. Devontae wants to fight for him, right? Uh, Max Crosby, I'm glad that that's my quarterback. I mean, one of the, the even the center, Andre James, we asked him one day in a media session, you know, what can you tell us about Jimmy G? He's like, he's just one of the dudes. He's just one of the guys, right? He, he, he's just... He's just he's just cool Jimmy, right? And so the guy doesn't get too high or low. He throws an interception in the end zone. Can't have that. Doesn't worry about it. Goes to the sideline. My bad, fellas. I'll get it back. No, no sweat. You know, he's not panicking. He's not hitting the, you know, hitting the, the whatever, just like the, the, I don't know. He's not getting nervous. He's not anything. Just, it's, it's funny, man. He's just, he's just like chill. And sometimes you, you almost look at a guy like that and you think that, oh, this dude doesn't care. You know, he really cares, but he just doesn't get too high or low in the moment. So uh, I really, I really enjoyed the, the time getting to kind of cover Jimmy G and, and get to see who he is. But clearly, man, that the team really does like this guy. Yeah. I mean, for some of the criticism that Jimmy G gets, and I think some of it's deserved. I mean, right. he's been to big stages. He's played in a Super Bowl. He's played yeah. in NFC Championship games. Like he's been in different systems. I, I I would think at this point in his career, just take things in stride and go play. And his does, familiarity yeah. with Josh McDaniels and the style of offense that the Raiders want to run certainly is a, is a major benefit for him to be able to step in and, and perform. Right? It's not like you'll get all these different starting quarterbacks across the league in new new situations, and you start to think to yourself, well, how long is that going to take? Right. Well. Not not much with with Jimmy G being able to acclimate himself uh, to McDaniel's and in, in the Raiders. All right, let's get into what's the path. What's the path for these teams to win the football game? Q, I'll start here. Josh Allen taking care of the football. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it just comes down to that. I I'm, I mean, I I love football. I love getting into the weeds with it, studying it, talking about it. Sometimes it's pretty simple, man. Mm-hmm. Take care of the football. You're at home. You're a nine and a half point favorite as we speak right now. 
You got a talented roster. I think you can outmatch the Raiders in a lot of different ways. It's your home opener. I mean, don't be yourself. And I think that's what happened to the Bills against the Jets. They had to beat the Jets, and then they had to beat themselves, and that's just uh, too much to do. And, I mean, Zach Wilson coming in, the Bills have a 10-point lead at halftime. Josh just kept giving them the football. It's that simple. The Bills take care of the football. I think they get their first win of the season at home. Yeah, and I think that the 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 turnovers is 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 massive, right? It's something that I've talked about quite a bit this week so far on the show. Just, you know, hey, if you can go out there and you can create those turnovers, you're going to give yourself an opportunity. I really think one of the biggest keys to this game for the Raiders is surviving the first 15 minutes. I feel like the Buffalo Bills are going to come out fired up. It's their home opener, right? They didn't have a good showing on Monday Night Football. Everybody was watching. We know the adversity that happened with the Jets, and I was super shocked that the Jets won that game. They did. We saw it in, in, in walk-off fashion with a punt return in overtime. So I just think that they're going to come in wired up, amped up, and they're going to punch the Raiders in the mouth multiple times. Can the Raiders survive those punches in the mouth, right? I mean, that's really, I think that's what it boils down to. They didn't get off to a great start last week against Denver. Their defense played better in the second half and really helped them stay in that game and give them an opportunity to win. But Buffalo is not Denver. Buffalo can score quick, fast, in a hurry. They have playmakers on all levels. I mean, and Josh Allen is a damn good quarterback. I think he's going to go out there with a purpose. I think he's going to go out there and want to prove that, hey, that was a fluke, not something that happens all the time on Monday Night Football, and and really give it to the Raiders. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about surviving those first 15 minutes, playing your keys. You've got you to gotta play smart football. Oh, by the way, the Raiders had 10 penalties for 96 yards against Denver can't do that against the the bills you could beat denver that way you ain't gonna beat buffalo like that you give them 100 yards basically a touchdown because of penalties you ain't gonna win you got to play smart disciplined football so the raiders have a lot to clean up that's why they're in west virginia right now as opposed to coming back to the west coast and getting prepared and then flying out they're there preparing for that right now so uh, i think it's gonna be a tough one for the raiders to win i don't think it's a game they can't win but as you mentioned, what, nine-and-a-half-point underdogs right now, uh, everyone's looking at Buffalo to have a bounce-back game. I think that they're going to have a bounce-back game as well. I think the Raiders have a puncher's chance, but they've got to play just about a clean game start to finish to come away with a W. It's an interesting foil because I, I hear you on the Bills coming out aggressive and trying to land some haymakers, but after you saw what Josh Allen did, <laughs> is there some apprehensiveness about that, right? right. You just want to just, just play normal football. I, it's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds. It is time to make some predictions here. Uh, Q, I got this. I got this as a thirty to seventeen win for the Buffalo Bills since twenty twenty. Yeah, the Bills are nine and three coming off of a loss. That's a seventy five percent winning percentage. That's second only to the Kansas City Chiefs over that span. Oh, by the way, they have the largest average margin of victory coming off of a loss with an average average win of ten point nine points, nearly eleven point win coming off of losses. I think you're going to see a hungry Bills team that's eager to put. Monday Night Football behind them. Get this season on track. It's the home opener. Um, a, a team in, in Vegas that was in Denver, that's in West Virginia. I'm sure they're ready to get back home. I think the Bills take care of business and actually cover that spread on Sunday afternoon. Now, I, I don't think that the, they're going to cover the spread. I, I just I feel like nine and a half points is so much, right? And it the, is. The minute it is. that I say that, right? The minute I say that, all of a sudden we'll see some blowout, right? But you know, it just to me, I always get so nervous when it comes to like an NFL game and it's almost double digits. And I always look at college games and say, okay, if it's a fifteen or twenty point spread, I get nervous there. But in the NFL, nine and a half points, man, that's that's tough, right? That's a tough cover. So I don't think Buffalo covers. I think the Raiders will find a way to really keep it close. I 
think they give themselves a chance at the end. I just feel like, man, Buffalo's going to find a way to win. I, I think they want to get that taste out of their mouth from, you know, what happened on Monday night. And that that's just a tough environment. I mean, you know it better than I do, but Monday night – football losing that one against the Jets and then having to have their home opener and then you got to go into the belly of the beast and face that I just feel like that that's a lot to overcome and I don't know if the Raiders are there yet I think that they're building a team that could probably hold up to that and and, and survive that and even win those games I just don't know if they're there yet I know Max Crosby's there I don't know who's across from him yet right so that's that's the biggest key for me Uh, I think that the Raiders are, are good though in this position that at least they're playing Buffalo in week two and not week 17. When when the weather could be completely crazy, right? And, and the Raiders don't want anything to do with that. So I think the Raiders lose this game by, you know, four, three or four points. I think they, you know, that if you want to take the, if you're looking at the betting aspect of it, yeah, go ahead and take the Raiders, take the points. But I think Buffalo finds a way to get the first win of the season and, and the Raiders keep it close and get back to, uh, to Vegas, get ready for their home opener against the Steelers. Well, both Q and I, predict the Bills win. I'm a little bit more on the convincing win. Q thinks it can be close towards the end, but um, obviously a game everyone's looking forward to Maybe they Sunday. can steal it. Maybe they can steal it, right? What do they say? It's, no, Take- I am not dismissing <laughs> our, the possibility of a Raiders win. I promise you that. Right, I, right. I, it's the NFL. It's yes, the NFL. It I respect every opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, Me but too. We'll, we'll see how it all goes. So there it is right there. Look, off top, you know, the, the Bills are nine and a half point favorites. That's a lot of points in the NFL. Uh, you heard me talk about uh, keeping the game close. I think the Raiders are going to keep the game very close. And I would not be shocked at all if they steal this victory at the end. But I'm just, for the sake of this conversation, and I reserve the right to change my mind, <laughs> for the sake of this conversation right now, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Bills are going to win it. But I think that they're going to definitely keep it close. I think that, you know, if you're looking at just the point spread, you take the Raiders, take the points. Nine and a half points is a whole lot, especially when you know Josh Allen could turn the ball over. And that's something that was not just a fluke on Monday. It's something that he's done quite a bit last year and already early this year. But, That's all right. Don't worry about it. That's okay, man. (laughs) We'll be back on Friday. I'll break down the keys to victory. Maybe by then I'll switch my opinion. Maybe uh, something will happen, and uh, all of a sudden I have some kind of bright bright idea of why I think that the Raiders win the game. But, you know, just trying to keep myself even-keeled and and level-headed and just feels like, you know, a a recipe for uh, not a Raiders victory just because it's the home opener for the Bills, and they're coming off that tough loss to the Jets on Monday Night Football. But, again, we'll get into all that conversation tomorrow as we close out the week really strong strong head into the weekend and get ready for the game and see what happens right that's just as simple as that you'll see what happens sooner rather than later so we'll be back tomorrow Raider Nation we'll have news and notes we'll have calls and texts and we'll have keys to victory all as we close out the week here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast until then take care of yourself take care of your family love on your family most importantly as always just win baby